Welcome to Tech Force Africa, where we explore some of the most pressing and important issues affecting technology businesses in Africa. Now, for this week, we are catching up with Neil Price, uh, who is the head of Salesforce over at Standard Bank, which is a client-centric, digitally-enabled, integrated financial services organization. Now, Standard Bank actually operates across three core business lines, including uh, personal and business banking, and actually serves more than 13 million um, customers in 27 markets. Now, uh, Neil, greetings to you. How are you today? Greetings to you. Um, now, before we actually get into uh, the, the, the the questions and, uh, you know, engaging about how Standard Bank is actually, you know, going forward as a digitally enabled financial uh, services organization, we wanted to do a, a bit of an icebreaker, you know, just to get, uh, you know, the blood flowing uh, before the, the, the meat and potatoes of today's discussion. Um, so very quickly, NFC payment or cash? NFC payment. Okay. Uh, core or text? Text. Silver or gold? Gold. Vision or mission? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> vision. Vision. Crypto or not crypto? Wow, after the F FTX collapse. <laughs> it's a difficult one. Yeah. Uh, crypto. Crypto. Okay. And then leader or manager? Leader. Okay. Um, so getting into, you know, things for today, uh, there's a lot that uh, actually happens because Standard Bank actually has, um, they enjoy a brilliant reputation and they've actually worked very hard to achieve this. We spoke just now just how big, um, you know, the spread of that, uh, you know, operation has actually been. And, you know, for the benefit of people out there, uh, Brand Finance Global uh, Brand Equity Monitor has actually said uh, that uh, Standard Bank's uh, reputation has actually been going up you know steadily for a number of years how have you guys actually managed to achieve that well i think a lot begins with the client centricity and, and if you um design your your client proposition and your business proposition to suit clients and i think you, you're going to appeal to a broader segment of the market and um you know led by sim chabalala ceo you know he's been very deliberate about wanting a platform strategy and so there's been a lot of focus on uh, digitization and digital enablement of the bank, um, which I think, you know, supports uh, enhanced customer service. Yeah. And when it comes to something like that, because at the moment we hear the words digital, we hear the words technology and transformation all the time. They've sort of become, uh, you know, buzzwords, as sure. some people would say. Um, and everyone at the moment is looking to invest in that space in one way or another. What's the advice then uh, for financial services institutions that want to um, have an edge or to differentiate themselves somehow in the market? So Standard Bank's got a, a concept of truly human and truly digital. And you know, like some of the fintech startups go for a truly digital approach. And I think that that works well. Um, you know, people can self-service and look after themselves. But I think intrinsically, certainly with your money, you want to at some point speak to a human. Um, and so what we do is, is offer both. So people can self-service digitally yeah. or they can engage with a banker and the banker will then be supported by digital tools, which are very similar to what, you know, what we offer to the client. 
And uh, when it comes to something like that, as you said, you know, there's different channels, right? You mentioned the online one and you've mentioned, um, you know, people wanting to have a conversation with an actual person, you know, yes. in that banking interaction. Um, and people as customers, they're constantly blasted with messages from the different channels. How do you decide when exactly um, to use a specific type of channel? When is the right time for you to use either channel? Now, that is a fascinating conversation. So I think, you know, ideally, when you engage a new customer, you need to take stock of all their needs and then sort of solution them holistically. But subsequent to that, life happens and moments happen. You know, you might have a kid, you might, you know, get a salary increase, want a new car. Yeah. And so what, you know, what the job of the clever data scientist is to accumulate all this information about you, everything that's available, and then try and figure out what's the best channel and the best timing and the best context to communicate to you. And so that's, for example, we use Salesforce and Salesforce has, has a marketing cloud and uh, we can communicate with people through paid social media, through push notifications, through emails, through SMS. And, um, and, and there's some obviously some clever machine learning and intelligence that decides what's the appropriate channel to communicate to that customer, yeah. uh, what's the appropriate content of the message and, and then also, you know, what, what is the next best action or offer we should give to you um, at that moment in your life? And, then, and, and the technology is so advanced, we can actually do that real time. So you could be uh, surfing a website, looking at a car uh, that you want to purchase. And then when you log onto the Standard Bank website, we can actually then surface a, a banner, which is about vehicle finance mm. in real time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the real-time capability that you're talking about, you know, speaks to having a lot of infrastructure, you know, in place, you know, sure. because the systems don't just uh, talk or, you know, find the data. There's an onboarding process that happens. You have to decide, you know, which, you know, products you're going to have on the platforms. So I think that raises two, you know, related questions, right? Um, the first one is, is there an actual broader vision around how you guys are actually going to make the most use of uh, all of these different tools, the capabilities there, but does that fit into a broader vision? And then secondly, how do you then um, onboard all of the different products onto the platform? Salesforce is a key platform partner of Standard Bank. And, yeah. and, and in the Salesforce suite, there's a whole lot of products. Um, you know, one is the marketing cloud, like I just mentioned, where you can digitally market to people. Yeah. Then, then there's a sales or CRM component, which underpins you know, the, the bankers, the humans that speak to customers. Um, and, then, um, and then there's a whole onboarding piece, which I'll come back to. And then the last piece of this macro distribution, if you think about marketing, sales, onboarding, is service. Yeah. And so there's another component which Salesforce helps with is the service. So all our call centers use Salesforce. Yeah. Um, and if you call in or if you uh, live chat or WhatsApp, it all goes onto a case and there's knowledge management, which is surfaced to the agent to help them resolve that case as quickly as possible. But I think what you're talking about is this onboarding piece in the middle. Yeah. And so what you really want to do as a bank is take your full portfolio of products and make sure that you can um, onboard yourself digitally with all those products. Yeah. And then, and then we do that needs analysis, which I said, you know, when we, we speak to you as an individual, figure out what do you need? It's not just a, um, I mean, if you have a small business, it's not just a bank account. You need a credit card machine. You might need some finance. You know, if an individual <clears throat> might be home finance or vehicle finance in addition to, you know, a credit card. Yeah. And so, so what you want to do is obviously ask the minimal amount of information 
because we can get a lot of information electronically. You know, we access the Department of Home Affairs. So we actually don't even have to ask you for your ID. And then the information we need, we should just ask it once for the full portfolio of products, you know, and then digitally onboard you with the, with the full suite of products that's relevant to your individual circumstances. And thereafter comes into that personalization. Like I said, then as you have moments in life, we need to be, um, you know, we, we need to know what you need almost before you know that you need it and say, well, how about the next, this next product or how about tweaking your portfolio of financial products? Okay. It, it's, it's, it's good to know, you know, that this, there's all of this happening in the background because I think a lot of people, whether you're a consumer or business, there's always, you know, a lot of tension sometimes. And I know back in the day that was an issue to say, you know, why fill out the same, you know, set of forms sure. or provide the same, you know, information and, uh, you know, documentation every single time um, something needs to happen. And I guess for an organization such as yourselves, you know, moving yourselves from, you know, that point to where we are now, where you're able to do, you know, one set of, you know, documents, whatever. And then you know that, okay, we've done it once and the person, uh, we've reduced that amount of friction. That's innovation, right? So sure. the question is about how, what does innovation look like, you know, at Standard Bank? There's a lot of tools, you know, that are there, but, you know, when it comes to actual innovation, it's about how do you actually use them? So for you guys at Standard Bank, what does innovation look like? Just carrying on from one of your earlier points, you know, I think innovations maybe got different layers. The first thing is doing the obvious basics right. You know, like we were saying, you know, filling in multiple forms for different products and giving the same information is just clearly <laughs> not innovative. Yeah. And so I think, um, you know, I think it begins with understanding your customers' needs and their journeys. I mean, if you look at Uber, for example, you know, they just figured out that the real need of the customer was to get from A to B. It wasn't that they had to own a car, it just needed that they need to get from A to B. And so I think the more we truly understand our customer, the better we can design products that support their lives and support their businesses. Um, you know, to give you an example, if you run a small business, you probably have an accounting package. You know, let's say you have zero. It makes your life a lot easier if we can send those bank statements right into your accounting package. You know, you don't have to go to your bank statement website, download it, upload it, just go straight in. Yeah. But I think you can then sort of take that even further. Um, you know, now, for example, instead of giving the bank financial statements, we can just access those financial statements directly from your accounting package. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe we don't even need your financial statements. We can just look at your cash flow history and then figure out, you know, about, you know, how we can lend to you, what your risk rating is. And so, for example, we do have a product where, I mean, if you need, for example, 100,000 Rand, we might say, right, it's 110,000 Rand and we'll just take a percent of your revenue every day, you know? And the bank is then taking the risk as to how long it's going to be before you repay that loan. And I think all these things have been developed through just understanding what would be the maximum benefit for the customer and yeah. then reverse engineering to the, to the technology. So with everything that you guys are, you know, doing in terms of the investment in the technology or the innovation um, that you've just spoken about, uh, you know, just now, how you're trying to simplify, you know, a lot of processes, you know, slim it down, reduce the friction and all of that. How do you then decide or, you know, make it a reality about how to actually connect, you know, with the customer in a way that actually suits them? You know, sure. because we spoke just now about, you know, uh, the online versus, you know, in-person sure. uh, dynamic, but, you know, um, actually connecting on a way that suits them. You know, how do you do that, firstly? And how has that actually helped, 
um, to grow Standard Bank's business. Sure. I think it's important that you obviously allow customers to interact in the channels of their choice. You know, so you're right. Of course, there's the human side where you can go into a branch or you can speak to your, speak to your banker. Um, look, I think it's table stakes for any bank or any fintech to have, you know, a website, to have it available on all the mobile phones, iOS, Android, Huawei. Um, but then I think there's a lot of other channels which people like to communicate with. You know, WhatsApp, for example, is a growing channel, live chat. Um, you know, across the African continent, SMS and USSD is still a, a sort of very popular channel. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it also extends broader than that. Sometimes you might not realize you're dealing with a bank because you might be in some other channel. So yeah. one we're all familiar with is when we go and buy a car. You know, when you go into the dealership, mm -hmm. um, that dealer uses the dealer system to help you purchase the car. Yeah. But behind the scenes, it's actually calling APIs or connectivity to the bank, you know? And so for example, our vehicle and asset finance system is headless. You know, it's, it can talk to dealer systems via API. Yeah. And I think increasingly you find loan options when you go to a retail outlet, you know, and if you can't pay immediately, they say, right, pay over six months or something. And so a lot of that is actually funded, you know, in the back yeah. by banks. Yeah. So I think, I think increasingly, and I, this is part of the platform strategy, which, you know, our CEO outlined is that, you know, we we want to be um, we want to allow our competitors' products onto our platform, yep. but we will also take our products to to other platforms. You know, for the example I gave was the was a car dealership. And I like that example because I think it <clears throat> exemplifies you know something that uh, I always enjoy you know seeing in action because they often say that the best technology is uh, the is the technology that you don't actually see. It just works, of um, you know, in the background. And uh, I guess at this point, we want to maybe switch over, you know, to that other side, because we've spoken a lot about how you guys are interfacing with customers. But on the other side of that is uh, um, the standard bank, uh, you know, staff uh, who have sure. to engage, you know, with the customers. And it's one thing to have an enhanced UI that actually shows this whole customer journey that you've been, you know, talking about throughout this discussion. But it's quite something else, you know, to actually see it. Um, what's that other side looking like at the moment? What type of tools, um, you know, do your staff, uh, you know, relationship managers and the like actually stay on the front foot or actually have, you know, access to the right information when they are in meetings um, with the clients? Um, yeah, it's absolutely critical to us that the staff experience is, is excellent. And we send out surveys and we rate it. Um, you know, as I was mentioning, we use Salesforce, which is a, you know, number, number of products in the suite. And one of the things that they have is a lightning web component. So things we build, components that we build for customers, we try and use exactly the mirror component for, for staff. Yeah. So then you've got the choice, either the customer can self-service or your banker or, or someone in the call center can do it on your behalf. Um, but in addition to that, we obviously want to equip our bankers with as much useful information about the customer. So. Um, another tool that Salesforce gives us is this customer 360, yep. where we can understand all the products that you have. And they've also got these moments or these events. And so we can see, you know, you are graduated just so we understand your context and we can better, better solution you. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, if you look, uh, we have um, some quite intelligent client plans, you know, where we try and really understand the business and then how our products can assist with whatever the objectives are of the business or an individual. Um, yeah, so we definitely um, endeavor. I mean, another example that comes to mind is in, is in the call centers. You yes. know? So with the new technology, 
you know, we record the calls coming in. We can transcribe those calls into text in real time. And actually, as you're talking about a product, we've got, I remember I said, we've got that knowledge repository of these articles. Yeah. So as you're talking, we can be providing the call center agent with articles that are relevant to the conversation. Yeah. You know, and then obviously at the beginning of the call with the caller line identification, you know, we could have identified you. So we go straight in without having to ask you your name. Yeah. And actually if, you know, on this transcribing, we can also check the sentiment of the call. Okay. And so if, if, the call's going badly, <laughs> a, a supervisor can actually listen into the call yeah. and then whisper to the agent to say, I think you need to do this or barge in and take over the call. Mm. So I think there's a lot of technology that's available these days to, to, to support staff and um, providing an excellent customer service. And I want to drill down, you know, on that particular aspect of the type of information uh, that is available to, to your staff when they're interfacing because you know, it's one thing to be dealing with, let's say, your one customer, you know, if you're a relationship manager, for example, uh, but as an organization, right, um, sure. we spoke about the millions, I think it's 13 million, um, sure. you know, customers and counting, and we're talking 27 countries, right? Those are big numbers, right? Yes. So how are the dashboards? And all of these different interfaces actually helping you guys um, at least understand or see your customer base. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's the, that's the real beauty about Salesforce is that we have, it's a platform, you know, so we have, we have Salesforce across every country, across every segment, you know, yeah. like you were mentioning across consumer and high net worth, business and commercial, corporate investment banking. And then obviously we have Liberty. So it's insurance and asset management as well. Yeah. Salesforce, you know, wall to wall across everything. And so every customer has an account on Salesforce with the information that I mentioned. You know, we can see their customer 360, all their accounts and, and whatever information we have on them. But then I think coming to dashboards, that's another real strength. And so we can see, you know, the managers can run their call centers or their sales teams and they can see everything. They can see their customer churn, yeah. the acquisition of customers, you know, you know if, if customers are leaving us, we can see that too. We can see all the interactions. So every interaction with the customer is recorded. Yeah. Um, we've got the client plans, as I mentioned, and then we've also got the pipeline. So as there's an opportunity, so if you're talking to the bank about a home loan, yeah. you know, we track that right through to, to conclusion or closed one. Yeah. Um, and then we can even see, you know, the revenue and margin and return on capital we make. And so, so we have these beautiful dashboards, you know, where managers can see. And then if you're managing, I mean, every there's dashboards for, you know, depending on the circumstance, you know, so when we're looking at a call center, yeah. you know, we can see the average wait time. We can see whether the call was, was resolved in the first time, which is important. We can see turnaround times. We can see customer satisfaction. So I think it's critical if you're running a business that you've got all that analytical information to manage the business and make corrections real time, mm -hmm. you know. It really sounds like uh, the technology is how, is enabling a lot of uh, um, a lot of the ability, you know, to to make people's jobs easier. And you know, you guys are using that data that comes from all of the different touch points to help to improve, um, you know, some of those processes. Now, one of the other big numbers, you know, that is in the universe of uh, Standard Bank is fifty two thousand, right? And that's uh, your employee count. And up sure. until this point, we've spoken about, you know, how you guys are interfacing with customers sure. and also how um, your staff are interfacing with customers. But purely on the staff side, right? Sure. How do these dashboards actually help you guys um, engage um, with your employees? You know, what's, can you talk to us about that relationship between uh, Standard Bank, the technology and your employees? 
Actually, one of the things we're using Salesforce is to build a HR portal for our staff, you know, where they can come and do all their functions. But in there is also a whole lot of training, you know, and, and, and trail mixes. And we have surveys. So, I mean, there is an endeavor, I think, to your point, to, to use technology to make our staff's lives a lot easier. You know, one, um, one initiative which we're kind of proud of is Salesforce has um, gamified their learning. So Salesforce has this learning platform called Trailhead, yeah. and they've got a whole lot of free learning, which is available to anyone. And once you get to, uh, to um, uh, 50,000 points, you become a ranger. And so we actually have 25,000 rangers. So to your point, <laughs> one in every two employee has done a lot of training on Salesforce. Yeah. Um, and so they're very familiar with it. And that, and that helps them use the tool most effectively because they've got such a you know, great base of knowledge and understanding on how to use the tool. Mm. I hope I answered the question. Probably. No, 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 mm. most certainly. Mm. And I think that helps us to what you call this uh, get to uh, the close of today's discussion, sort of wrapping everything up. As I said at the beginning, you know, customers, then staff and customers, and then staff. But now coming back to purely the customers, um, what are the plans for Standard Bank when it comes to um, customer experience, customer engagement over the next 12 months? But I think we're going to carry on with, with more of what we discussed. You know, so I think, um, you know, designers and, and the UI and the UX, to use the, the term, is super important. You know, yeah. and I think we have to, as, as you say, figure out those customer journeys, um, make them, you know, delight the customer and make them, you know, excited. And they have to be hyper-personalized. You know, we can't just give a generic um, campaign to everyone. We actually yeah. need to figure out what's appropriate for you. And I think the nice thing about technology, given the availability of data and, and the clever data scientists and all the algorithms and machine learning we can do, we can do a very good job at, at um, hopefully giving you a delightful experience that's personalized to the individual, to the business. No, most certainly. It sounds like uh, Standard Bank has really done a lot, you know, to try and simplify um, the way that the organization works. And it's really great to see um, that you have uh, technology such as Salesforce that's actually helping, you know, to enable all of those different processes on the customer side, um, on the employee side, and especially given the fact that you're able to use um, all of your different investments across the board. Sure. Neil, it really sounds like uh, a great place for us uh, to end today's discussion. Uh, great to see a lot of the work that Standard Bank is doing uh, to implement this technology using tools like um, you know, Salesforce to be able to uh, make better the experience on the customer side, on the employee side, but also how the group at Standard Bank is actually integrating, you know, with these uh, two particular groups. So thank you so much, you know, for being with us uh, for today. But before we do let you go, right, there is one more question uh, sure. that we wanted to, you know, pose to you. This is outside of, you know, this discussion, but for you, right, the best or worst um, business advice that you've ever had. You know, I have a friend, he was really battling at this company. They were changing and he was getting frustrated. And his father said to him, you know, grit it out because with change comes opportunity. And so I think I sometimes, you know, if I'm getting a bit frustrated at my current employer and there's lots of changes, you know, I just remember that, that piece of advice. And I think in terms of, you know, bad advice, well, you know, my father was, was a veterinary surgeon. So he wasn't, he wasn't business 
aware or business yes. savvy. Yeah. I mean, the best he could do is say, become an accountant, because I guess that was the best advice. Yeah. Whereas I see some of my other friends had, had parents who were actually high up in business and could mentor them. And then when I lived in the US, I found a mentor. You know, I think that's how you can compensate if, if you can't get that mentorship from home. You know, yeah. I think I'd give people advice to find a good mentor. Um, okay. That would be my- That would be your- <laughs> My two, two bits of advice, exactly. All right, cool. So it's been a really great discussion. Thank you so much. We were talking to Neil Price, who is the head of uh, Salesforce over at Standard Bank. I think there were three um, top things that actually came out of this discussion. Uh, the first one being about how to use um, technology and how Standard Bank has actually gone about reducing some of the friction points um, you know, in the banking process for customers. And then secondly, uh, looking at how uh, Standard Bank is actually making use of a unified view of uh, the customer, that customer journey, and then giving that information to different parts of their business um, so that those interactions can be richer, whether it's a relationship manager, whether you're talking about what's happening in the call centers, really great from that point of view. And then thirdly, um, how they are making use of, uh, you know, Salesforce technology as a way to interact with uh, uh, the customers, the employees, and as a group um, for their different functions. We heard about an HR system System, uh, that's going to be coming out. So really great um, discussion and we look forward to having you on the next one. So that brings us to the end of this edition of Tech Force Africa, where we explore issues affecting technology businesses in Africa. This was Tech Force Africa. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating and a review. See you next time.